Um, okay. I'm just going to start with that one verse over in um, Hebrews chapter 6. Starting with verse 1. Is that where we stopped last time? Because I had a thing here. Yeah. Yep. We, we read that last time Excellent. and probably the time before. So... It says, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of, and then it lists things that are foundations in the Christian faith, repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And so last time we were talking about the doctrine of baptisms, which, which is um, water baptism, being baptized into the body of Christ, and, and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so tonight I want to go back to the top of the list and talk about repentance from dead works. Okay? And there's really... Um, repentance is a big theme in the New Testament and honestly I have not heard a message preached on that specifically until I until I got into this teaching and I've been following Pastor Rick on this on the subject here but there's there's a lot in it and I, I divide that into into two parts there's repentance when we when we come to faith in Christ and decide to follow him okay but then there's also repentance uh, that's kind of ongoing through the rest of our Christian life because there's always things in our life that we're going to need to change and correct and you know yield to the spirit of God and and many of them, you know, we might be repenting over the same thing again and again and again. But first of all, in coming into the the kingdom of God, repentance is is required. Um, so this is repentance: what it is, what it isn't, and and how to do it. And the. Um, the word in this verse, uh, foundation, it means something that's set in stone, something that endures the test of time. And this is a, a, a major foundation block that just needs to be in place is having, is having this understanding of, of repentance. Um, it's... Um, let me start with let's go to the book of Mark chapter chapter 1 and I'm just going to I'm going to breeze through a, a number of scriptures mm-hmm. and this is a good time to practice turning in our bible and 
mm-hmm. <laughs> getting there quickly. Yeah. Um, Mark chapter 1, verse 4, this is the ministry of John the Baptist. It says, John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Okay, Mark chapter 3, verse 2. I don't see repentance in that verse. So we'll skip that one. Luke chapter 3, verse 3. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's the order they fall in. Definitely got that. Okay. <laughs> and Genesis, Revelation. First and last. <laughs> yep. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yeah. So John, or um, Luke. Luke, chapter 3, verse 3. And John... The word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness, and he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And he's getting ready, he's getting people ready for the first coming of the Messiah. Right now, we're getting people ready for his second coming. Okay? Um, Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. John the Baptist, um, repent for the kingdom of God is at, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. Ministry of Jesus, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Acts chapter 2. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts chapter 2. This was the day of Pentecost, and uh, Peter got up and addressed the, the crowd. Verse 38, so it's close to the end of chapter 2, Acts 2.38. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We, we read that last time mm-hmm. and mentioned that all three um, baptisms are in there. Um, being baptized in the name of Jesus, water baptism for the remission of sins, um, being saved and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. But he starts it out with, with repent. And so I have, a, <clears throat> I have a statement here. The only way you can begin a relationship with God is through the act of repentance. This is the starting point for every person who wishes to enter into a relationship of, with God the birth canal through which someone enters 
the kingdom of God is repentance. Um, the word repentance here, um, Pastor Rick explained that it means it's, it's made up of two Greek words, meta and nos, and meta means a turn or a change, and nos means the mind. And so it's like a change of mind. It's a complete conversion, a turn, a change in direction. It's an about face, a new course, a completely altered view of life and behavior a decision to think, believe, and act differently, a complete, radical, total change, a conversion to truth so deep that it results in total transformation wholly affecting the entire life. Um, total life transformation, across-the-board transformation. If there's no transformation, change of behavior, or change of desire in a person who claims to have repented, it's doubtful that true repentance has occurred, no matter what the person claims. Although true repentance begins with a decision to change, its proof can be witnessed as one's outward conduct complies with that decision. I look at this as being being willing okay um, it says in Isaiah chapter 1 uh, I think it's Isaiah chapter 1 verse 8 if ye be willing and obedient ye shall eat the the good of the land and um Because none of us can really change without God's grace and God's help anyway. And so, making a decision to be different, we, we, we can't even get anything done without, without God's help. Um, and that is not the verse. Do you know where that verse is? What was the verse again? The good of the land. Yeah. Willing. Yeah, if willing and obedient. I thought that was in Psalms. No. Oh, here it is. I got it. Isaiah chapter 1. Let's, um... You start in verse uh, 16. You with me? Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. Um, 
we can't really change without the grace of God anyway. Mm-hmm. But this repentance, what we're talking about is um, is loving the truth enough to to face it, to recognize, okay, yes, I need to change in this area, and 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 coming to God and being willing. He takes us from there. Okay. And the best definition that I got, the the one that resonated with me the most about about repentance is um, coming to a place of agreement with God to change. Mm -hmm. That's that's the one that's the one that I like the best. Um, But let me see what else I wrote down here. This has nothing to do as I was looking into this, it, it has nothing to do with with the emotions. It's 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 just a decision. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here's a good example of that. Um the Bible says that that Judas repented after he betrayed Jesus. Mm-hmm. But in looking at that word, it, it, it's not the same word in, in, in the Greek. It's not, it, it's not choosing to change or, or coming back. He was just swallowed up with grief. He was just swallowed up with, with, with sorrow. Because going and hanging yourself is not the fruit of repentance. Okay? Um, Peter repented. Or denying knowing Jesus. Right. Yes. Yeah. Say what? Look at that verse about Judas and you can see it. Where is that? Um, you're pretty close to it right there. Um, Luke for sure. Let's look at it here. And that's another thing, too, is like when you hear things, one time I heard people talk about that scripture about Peter being the rock, Peter being the church that Jesus built on there. Mm-hmm. And I just, it just didn't, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like, it just didn't, that, that didn't make sense to me. And then, um, and, and then there was one time when I heard another person say, it's, it's the revelation that, that through Jesus, it's the revelation that Peter got. The kind of revelation that Peter got was how the church was going to be built 
You know yeah. what I mean? Not, not, the, yeah, Peter is my rock, not that Peter was the rock yeah. of the church, That's but it's, how, got how he got it's the that revel- revelation. It's the revelation. It's how the truth, yeah. It's the perversion of yeah. the word. The, the, yeah. the, changes the, the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. That's the revelation that the church is built on. Oh, not okay. built on Peter. Peter himself, yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's why it's good to like if people see something like, hmm, is that because I, I hear that about that verse too about the love of money is the root of evil. Wait, yeah. money. Money is, is the root people of evil. people change it and say money okay. is the yeah. root of evil, yeah. and then it's like, and then when you read it, it's the love of love. money. Yeah. It's the yeah. Yeah. You see it, so that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good to look so that you know for yourself. Yeah. Okay, well, we're already 16 minutes in. If you can find the verse, you, 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 you let me know when you find it, okay? But I want to continue with this. I don't know where it is right here. Matthew 27, 3 through 5. That's where it is. It's good to see it, you know? My notes here say Judas re- repented himself, but that, but that wasn't actually the word. Yeah. Um, was remorseful. Yeah. And brought back a 30 pieces okay. of silver. Now yeah. you have the King James. Yes, was different than. How does it so say it there? Uh, chapter 27, verse 3. 3. Oh. Uh, repented himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then I got New King James mm-hmm. version. Yeah. And yeah. was remorse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Judas, sure. his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned was remorseful and brought, mm-hmm. brought sure. back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. Yeah. So he just felt bad. He didn't repent. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is a, the remorseful is a better translation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Now that he'd been caught. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean... So, engulfed, swallowed up in regret and remorse, completely emotional. It's a completely emotional word, this remorseful right here. Um, Emotion is not a requirement to repent. Okay? We can make a decision to change something in our life and not have any emotion about it at all. Um... Emotion can be helpful because it can provide staying power to, to, to move with it, but, but it's not a requirement to, to repent. And um, I don't know about that. It no? seems like if you repent, you should, you should be sad about what you did, and you should be glad that you're going to... It seems well, like you, should, a, you just can't do yeah. it like, I'm sorry. I mean... I, I think you have to have some kind of heart, and heart is emotion, too. Um, you got to give me scriptures for that one. Okay. Well, there, there, is, there is a verse in... Maybe, maybe the, you can say, like, in the you don't New have Test- to feel warm and fuzzy, you know? Maybe. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what's going through your brain? Oh, you know, I'm a used to good engineer. Engineer, <laughs> so engineer. Okay if, if, if there's no and, emotion. And so to say, you know, you can repent without emotion. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does, does emotion help? 
I think it could absolutely help, but is it required? <laughs> is it required was the deal. Yeah. Right. yeah. I don't think it needs to be required, but I'm with you. It's typically going to be emotion that's going to bring you to the table. It's emotion that might carry you through, but knowing that's not required, for some reason, I was like, that's really good to know. It can be, it can be a rational decision. Like, it's, it's, like, it's a rational decision. This, bad things happen. I just heard. If I make a change, good things come. Yeah. No, I, I, I was listening to Rick Renner's testimony of when he received the Lord and he was five years old. And he's like, what sins did I have to repent of? I was five years old. But he had heard uh, an evangelist preach and he made heaven and hell very, very real. And and, uh, Rick responded to an invitation to receive the Lord in a a service. And he's like, I need to do that. And he just, it was a rational, logical decision. And he, and he went for it. Yeah. Um, and he, contra- and he, it, it wasn't really like an emotionally driven decision for him. Now he contrasted that with, as a young person, seeing people come to the altar in services, answering an altar call, repenting, you know, using up tissues out of the tissue box. They cried so many tears, you know. Um, and then, and, and, you, and he said he was really moved by all their emotion that they expressed up there. But then he wouldn't see him in church for a whole nother year. And it's like, what was that all about? Mm-hmm. But here, he, he responded, and there's people that respond with very little emotion, but something, something very deep is happening in their heart it's just not expressed and and they they're they're the ones that wind up having staying power mm-hmm. well, um, I think God knows what has staying power with you everyone's mm-hmm. different everyone's yeah. different there is a verse in the New Testament about godly sorrow um, um, and and it 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 producing a, a good change in mm-hmm. in believers' lives. I think it's in Corinthians or something. Uh, there's another one. To, if you want to look up that verse, godly sorrow. Okay? Um, but it's not remorse. It's not a spiritual get-out-of-jail-free card to repeat the same things again and again. It's a, it's a decision, decision to change. Evangelists record the number of decisions of people that come to to give their hearts to Jesus. Um, it's acknowledging this is wrong and I'm not doing it anymore. When you make the decision to repent, the Holy Spirit will join you as a partner to help you carry it out and make the necessary changes. What else do I have here? Um, repentance, God's initial um, God's requirement that brings you into the kingdom of God. Because whichever way we're going in life, when we find out that Jesus is the only way, we need to change our mind and say, okay, I'm going to go this way. Um, Then there's... um, So somebody... repents and they and the, they come to Christ and they um, 
ask God to forgive them of their sins, and they become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Um, old things are passed away. All things are become new. All things are of God. But then we still, we still live in a natural world. We still have a carnal mind. Um, getting into the Word of God is a process. We still live in a, in a body that's pulled by, you know, fleshly temptations and, and uh, appetites and all these things. When, and so um, after, after salvation, repentance is going to be necessary again and again. But it doesn't mean that I lost my salvation just because I fell off the wagon in some area or, or another. Okay, my heart belongs to Jesus. My flesh has a problem. And, and um, the way we handle that is to run to God, not away from him. Because he, he sees everything, he knows everything, he... he he loves us. Um, it's um, it's like our children running to us. We're not there to to condemn them or beat them down. We're we're, we're there to restore them and help them and help them get up again. So um, it says in what Micah seven seven. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. Let's see here. Oh, Micah 7, verse 8. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. It says in another place that uh, a righteous man falls seven times. And, and, and That's the one gets back up again. Is yeah. that in this verse 2? Or this chapter? I will fall, but I will arise. That is when it. I fall, I will arise. Yeah. Okay, there's another one as well. Um, but the way we do that is um, we, we go to um, 1 John chapter 1. Uh, right before the end of the Bible there. 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. And this, these verses were, were faithfully in the Lutheran liturgy growing up. <laughs> if we say we have no fellowship, um, 1 John chapter 1, verse... Six. If we say we have no fellowship with him, we walk in darkness, we lie, do not practice the truth. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all sin unrighteousness. Verse 9 is, is the key verse because it says God is always faithful when we come to him. Um, 
and um, confess our sin, he's always faithful to, for, to forgive us and cleanse us. In fact, he would be unfaithful if he did not forgive us and cleanse us. And um, dropping into verse or chapter 2, it says, and this is written to Christians, it says, If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He himself is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the whole world. So this is about running, running to God. Um, don't have to go to a priest or, th- or through any other man to receive absolution, mm-hmm. right? We can go right to, to Jesus and, and the Father and receive um, forgiveness and, and fellowship is restored. Um, what is sin anyway? It's, it's, a, it's a violation of light. Light is, is, is um, what we can see, uh, it, like um, illumination or understanding. It's something that I can clearly see. This is right, this is wrong. I see it, I know it. If I violate what I see and what I know, then, then for me, that's a, that's a sin, okay? For somebody else, maybe they, don't, maybe they don't see what I see and know what I know. For them, it wouldn't be, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, it's different things for different people, okay? Um, not everyone's at the same, at the same place spiritually. Um, but let me see where I wanted to get, go with that. It's um, we humbly bow and and get in line with God. So don't feel like, oh my goodness, I did this. I've I've I'm I'm not saved anymore. I have to go and um, and get born again, again, and you know pray the prayer to ask Jesus in my heart again Um, no when we when we get off you you know it in your heart and the Holy Spirit is there not to condemn us but to um, convict us and there's a difference the uh, my, my own spirit might condemn me for something but the Holy Spirit is there to comfort and to bring me back mm-hmm. right yeah what are, your, what are your thoughts about I mean what are yours when you when you repent from something and then you do it again what do you do you get back up again yeah. <laughs> well good yeah. I mean yeah. I just I don't know if everybody because I think sometimes people yeah, this is showing that you can repent. You, you just... The way C is, if she repents for something, she never, she, she never goes wrong in that area ever again. <laughs> no, I, I've learned that I just go to God and say, God, I just humble myself before you. 
I just humble myself before you and you see everything and you know everything and you see it and mm -hmm. and then you, you know also know what things are harder for you personally like because yeah. we all have things that yeah. are, yes you yeah. know and that's what that relationship I think is is that yeah he knows you know, these ones are hard these ones are easy you know like yeah 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 so you Kind of like parents, like, you know, like, even parenting different personalities, it's like, okay, well, you need to be tougher on you on this yeah. thing, yeah. but this thing, maybe not, but, you know, like, just knowing, like, that was a lot to overcome that thing for, for one for kid, child. Mm -hmm. but yeah. for the other, it's very easy, mm -hmm. so knowing those differences, yeah. Sure. That's, cool. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Let me read this here. In First uh, John chapter three, um, verse eighteen, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before Him. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. My own heart, my own spirit will know whether whether I've done right or wrong. And if I if I haven't you know done wrong then then I'm gonna have confidence towards God. But see I, every time I hear that scripture mm -hmm. I always run and grab every time I hear that scripture I always think my heart condemns me, but God is bigger than my heart. Like, to me, I... I it says God is greater than our heart. Yeah, and if yeah. God's greater than my heart, then my heart can't condemn me because if I turn to God, then I don't have that condemnation. I've always... I well, we turn, never... we turn to God and get it taken care of, and then and then there's, I've just there's always... nothing to be condemned over. I've always just felt like God's bigger if my heart condemns, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. So if God's bigger than my heart and knows all things, then I don't have to be under condemnation, is how I've always spoken. That's always spoken to me like that. Because it says, beloved, if, if God's greater than my heart, and if my heart does not condemn me because God is greater than my heart, then I have confidence towards God. Yeah, but I know that the word is powerful, Shepherd. It, it it's it's mm -hmm. alive and powerful. So it can it can certain things can be magnified at certain times in our lives. Yeah, it can mean some can can come to life. What are your thoughts? I don't think I've ever thought about it before. <laughs> You're just like <laughs> honestly. That's good. That's okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. New prayers things. used to be. I I would pray for the wisdom that was right and the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was just thinking that maybe he wouldn't know it was right, was a friend the whole time. I just didn't see it. But you... Mm -hmm. Maybe. But you have <laughs> faith in what you pray, and that's why you, you're you not worried about the other stuff. Yeah. Because you pray for it, and you said you believe God. Yep. You believe what you pray comes to pass. Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting a lot more belief into it these days, too. Yeah. Nathaniel, what what verse did you just underline? 
Oh, um, First John three. Yeah, in there. Verse 20. Verse 20. And 21. Before whole our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. God knows all things. Though our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Okay. Yeah. I think I might like see where I have to visual, right? I have to mm-hmm. see it. Yes. Read it. Yes. You have to because you don't know. You don't want to just yeah. believe everything you see. Because if I, if I see it and I read it, the way my brain works is I will remember I might not remember it, mm-hmm. but I'll remember where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these things are... Yeah. 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 The Word of God is is spiritual seed. And we're just going over... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that we could take these these concepts and these scriptures and, and talk about them for many weeks. But we're just, we're just going... A, across the surface of it and yeah. and uh, we'll probably eventually come back around to it we at, gotta go at, at some time later but just yeah. like people young in their career you go wide first for breadth mm-hmm. yeah. breadth yeah. of experience mm-hmm. and then you specialize and then you go deep yeah yeah yes but first you gotta it's better to have breadth first yeah yeah maybe as they say yeah well i i always like to have the big picture yeah you do that before before mm-hmm. we get down to where are we now? Yeah. Uh, let's go to Psalm 32. King David of Israel wrote most of the Psalms. And um, he, he had a real revelation of, of how to repent here. And um, he says, uh, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. And, okay, so... There's four elements to repentance here. One is um, I'm trying to see where this lines up. I just took notes. Um, I'm going to keep reading. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the draught of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or the mule that have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they'll not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. 
he acknowledges his sin right here in verse 5. Honesty with God. Four elements to repentance. One, acknowledge sin. Two, honesty with God. Three, confession of sin. And four, forgiveness of sin. He says, you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Say it again. Step one, acknowledge. That's verse five. Acknowledge my sin, yes. Um, Honesty with God. He says, my iniquity I have not hidden. That's also in verse five. And then what's the, that was step two. Yep, and number three is confession of sin. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Was that, which verse was that? Uh, verse five also. Oh. They're, they're all in verse five. Oh, verse five. <laughs> they're all in verse five. Yes. Yep. Confess. Yeah. And, yeah. and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For forgiveness. God always responds to true repentance with forgiveness. And then all of these, the other stuff is just to add on that He has mercy on us when we mm-hmm. confess it and He's going to guide us and help us. So. But that's really good. A lot of, you know, many times Christians struggle because they receive Jesus, but. Um, they think they got to be perfect right away or whatever they think perfect is supposed to be. Mm. And so that's, that's why, you know, there's this, this teaching helps people to know that way. Yeah. I think I felt like that for a long time. Yeah. But it's a progression. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's like, well, one, besides it's perfect, but more importantly, it's, it's a whole other discussion. It's, The pursuit, yeah. The want, the desire, the yeah. the progression. Yeah. Progression is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. I think once once Christians know yeah. that walking with God is is a is a process and a prog you know progress, mm-hmm. and once they know that, then I think that helps them to walk more confidently and and to trust God and to know that God God's not gonna leave me. But, and then when they do sin, you don't got to go and, you know, mm-hmm. mourn for days or yeah. fast well, for days. Just confess your sin. There's, there's only one that judges, right? <laughs> he already knows everything, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, that's, there, that's good. Now, this verse in Hebrews also says it, the foundation of repentance from dead works. Now, dead works... Yeah, could be one of two things here. We gotta let's can we dive into that a little bit because that's where I don't know what dead works means. Okay. And in fact, I wrote down like define remission, but then dead works was the next thing I was gonna write before I got distracted. Okay. Yeah. Dead works. Um, you know, obviously, sin would be any any kind of sin would or, or missing the mark would be dead works things that we need to repent of, okay? But there's many um, religious good things to do mm-hmm. that people engage in that where they're trying to earn part of their salvation or they're trying to 
um, you know, um, you know, fast and pray and mourn over their over their sin to try to earn their forgiveness of of sin or um, you know doing penance in the Catholic Church or uh, yeah. Uh, you know, feed, feeding the poor and and giving to charity. The um, even good religious things that we might do, if we're doing them to try to to try to get um, forgiveness from God, or try to earn part of our salvation, or or become more worthy of our salvation or something like that, the Bible calls those dead works as well. Well, what that made me think of was um, Hebrews 11.6. It says, without, uh, Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is. So without faith, we're, we're not, it, we can't please God. And then there's a scripture that says anything that is not of faith is sin. Mm-hmm. To, so if you things do, that are doing outside of faith. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what that scripture is. So to me, dead works would be doing stuff that you think it's pleasing to God, but it's not. Sure. Doesn't profit you anything. And faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what that made me think of. Yeah, I mean Martin Luther when he was a monk, he like had to crawl on his hands and knees for like a mile up some steps, you know, and injure himself on, you you know, there all these things to to try to um, be holy enough for. Yeah. Or. You wear the hair shirt, the, uh, the, the flog, right? Like why? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not laying again the foundation. Yep. So, yep, the foundations are. We're not going to lay it again. We're going to build on it. You're right. The foundation of repentance from dead works mm-hmm. and of faith toward God. Of faith. So there, We're going to talk about faith toward yeah. God next time. Re- repentance from yep. dead works. Yeah, so I'm just trying to break this down. Not laying again the foundation. Not going to do it again. The foundation of repentance from dead works. So part of the foundation of the belief is that repentance we're talking about today. But yeah, I'm still, I, I need to do a little more research in terms of, I'm not. What is dead works? What are, what are dead works? What does works? that mean? No, you should. Yeah, that one. You can do that and then bring it back next week. Okay. Accepted. Maybe you should do that. Um... Unless there's, unless there's an answer right there. Maybe not. Yeah, it's... Uh, shoot, I've been listening to this audio book. I have it all right on there. But I don't have it queued up. Um, I, you know, I think that'll be good. That'll be fun for me. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. You bring it in. Basically, um, 
yeah, it can be... Don't, don't give me the answer before st- I start. Straight up sin or, or good works that we think are going to get us somewhere. That's what you said okay. before. <laughs> okay. He didn't he did give sure. you new information. He said that before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. No, because sometimes we learn more when we do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one that one sticks out a little bit. Okay. No, there there is one verse talk that, that talks about repentance actually being a gift. It says, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. These guys that were um, had gone down a wrong path and were like resisting the ministry of Paul or something and um, it, was like, it was like if God doesn't give them repentance then they're going to be stuck. Um I found your verse on godly sorrow. That's in 2 Corinthians 7. That's the only one I can see where where emotion is actually a part of it. But not required. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So, So Paul says here in 2 Corinthians... For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it. Don't Though I, those the kids, one each. You bring Saw back. some downstairs. You have them downstairs already? Yeah, we have one. Then never mind. That's for the girls. <laughs> you out of cookies down there? No. Are these better? Because they're orange. <laughs> um. He says, for even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I perceive the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation not to be regretted, but sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing that you sorrowed in a godly manner, what diligence it produced in you, what clearing of yourselves, what indignation, what fear, vehement desire, zeal, what vindication. Um, So... Basically, you know, um, I said it was about having a willing heart and um, agreeing with God that yes, I need to change and, and 
confronting something. Where was that definition? Coming to a place of agreement with God to change. Repentance. And um, we can um, sanctification is a process. We don't get there overnight. It's it it just it's ongoing through our whole life. Sanctification be, means being becoming more holy and holy in our behavior. Ongoing process. God is merciful. He he's so good. Actually, in Romans says that the goodness of God leads people to repentance. Um, and. Um, we're never going to be perfect in this lifetime, but we can be, we can, uh, you know, mature to a place where we're, where, where we're doing so much better in areas than we used to. And we're so much stronger than we used to be. And God is good in the sense that he doesn't um, drop a thousand things on my head all at the same time that I need to change all now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... Uh, He'll, he'll say, "Hey, could you, could you change this little thing here for me?" We'll say, "Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't seem like such a big deal. Sure. Okay, I'll, I'll change that. Oh, you know, there's one more thing. Could mm-hmm. you, could you do this other thing? Let's not be talking about people like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. All right. That's funny." Or let's let let's be um, little things, and what we don't know is that there's there's another few hundred things behind that. But he's not showing us the whole list. He's he's he'll, he'll just be dealing with one thing at a time, at a time, at a time, and that's why it becomes important not to not to judge other people because we don't really know where they are. Like I might meet somebody and and I'm and and to me like there's a glaring flaw that I can see obviously right here. Um, but I don't know the whole story, and I I don't know the whole picture of what's going on here, because if this guy has a gambling problem or or an alcohol problem or a, or or some other you know a drug issue yeah. i mean that's the number one thing that needs to be 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 fixed here and i'm stuck on um so, something yeah yeah like something that came out of his mouth um god's not even talking to him about that yet yeah. because god's trying to help him with this yeah Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny, right? So he's good that way. Yeah, I got saved, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is, is uh, the one the one thing the one thing that changed mm-hmm. is I immediately stopped taking Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. Like that just left my vernacular. It left my yes. vocabulary. Yes. Like it just doesn't it doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't come out, and when you hear right. that stuff in songs, I just you might be singing along, and you're like, nope. Not gonna do that part. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. That's cool. But it's you know that 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 walk because it might be that gets you closer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing that's so important is to is to have a love in our heart for for truth. Because people that get into spiritual danger do it by 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 um, disregarding truth and by not loving truth. And the Bible has a lot to say about that. Um, this would be worth go, turning to. It's Second Thessalonians chapter two. Chapter two. I think I saw some Thessalonians earlier in the Old Testament. <laughs> so it would be before Hebrews. Oh, New Testament it wasn't even close. I was super confused the other day because I was looking at the book of John's and I couldn't figure out why I was at the end of the Bible. <laughs> and I realized there was a first John, second John, third John. And why is that not part of John? <laughs> okay. So we can we can talk about that next time. But same author. Why is it not the same book? Why is it all in the same book since he was there? Alright, Thessalonians, what am I looking at? Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. Okay, I'm there. Chapter Two. Mm-hmm. Looking at it. Um, this this is about the people that are going to be deceived by the Antichrist when when he comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who that is? Who the Antichrist is? Um, or I mean, you. you, you <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure was that. No, we don't. We, we 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 don't know who it is. I was going to say, wow. You know who it is? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> no, we don't know who it is. But Somebody on the internet said it was Barack Hussein Obama, but I didn't believe it. No. <laughs> no. He doesn't, he doesn't qualify. No, some, that's, some people did. They did. Yeah. I heard it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it says, uh, let's say, uh, verse 9. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned. And who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, check this out. Um, if we... If we start off by, um, it shows a kind of a progression that happens in the lives of these people. If, if we start off by not loving the truth and then rejecting the truth, we have free will. And it comes to a point where God says, okay, fine, be that way. And he lets them be deluded and deceived and and the chief characteristic of deception is 
you really believe that you're right. You really, honestly, truly believe that you are not deceived, but you totally are. Mm-hmm. Um, So, this, um, this this right now completely mm-hmm. ties into Rick Renner, right? He does. And That's big, true. Big big time. Mm-hmm. This this and scripture, just, this you know, verse. talking about the I don't, I don't know about I don't know about the scripture verse, but definitely the message. Yes. The, the change of the truth, the incremental change. How yeah. Right, drifting, just drifting. one step at a time, yeah. gradual moving further and further away but if I push truth away what else is there what else is what, there? what, what else is left for me except something that's not true. true that's a lie and you know um, I'll, I'll read it one more time Beth yeah. wait what uh, Thessalonians first Thessalonians second second Chapter 2. Verse Uh, verse 9. It's talking about the Antichrist, but we have another point here. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Just because something is supernatural does not mean it's of God. Mm -hmm. Okay? And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And so they they rejected salvation and they rejected truth. And when you reject truth um, and you don't love truth, then there's nothing left but something that's false. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. This is, this is God just honoring their free will. Mm-hmm. That they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It's very interesting. And um, repentance is all about um, facing truth with honesty and we wrote down four essentials to repentance right there acknowledging uh, we and we got those out of Psalm 32 acknowledging mm-hmm. our sin this is honesty yep. honesty read with it. God you can? Yeah. I can't even read it <laughs> do that like Harry Harry writes really really small like that <laughs> I'd probably write better if I wrote bigger or if I was left handed <laughs> yeah the same thing can be seen in um, you know, um, so acknowledging our sin, honesty with God, confession of sin, and and uh, forgiveness of sin, and they're all in Psalm thirty-two, verse five. Yep. Um, the, the the same pro- type of progression can be seen in Romans chapter one, where people it's it just started with people being simply unthankful. I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but they, it started with them being unthankful. 
and it wound up with them being uh, right in the middle of all kinds of vile, terrible sin. And it said God let them, let them go there. God gave them over to a debased mind and, and everything that followed it. But let's go to Psalm 15. And maybe this would probably be a good place to bring this in for a landing. Because it's about, it's about loving truth. And here's, here's what I've told my kids. When I... Um, I've said, even if you're not, even if you're failing in living up to God's holy standard, you still need to always make sure that you call what's right, right, and what's wrong, wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we still, I'm, I'm, even if I'm failing in some area of my life and just and just blowing it compared to God's standard, I want to I I want to keep myself in a place where I'm like, okay, I'm failing here, but this is right and this is wrong and this is holy and this is sinful and 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 I want to I want to be speaking the truth, even if I'm not living up to it. Mm-hmm. I want to be speaking the truth to myself and to God, and repenting and trusting God for grace to 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 be an overcomer. And I believe you know that there. I mean, there's areas where we can. He can. He can help us to so much that things that were were just guaranteed fails every time. Taking something where some area where we're so weak and making it actually a strength, mm-hmm. totally flipping it. It's a lot of power of speaking to it, putting words to it, even though you might be living up to it, mm-hmm. but speaking to it. Yeah, and that's what it says here in Psalm 15. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Okay, he who walks uprightly, works righteousness, check this out, and speaks the truth in his heart. That's where I'm going. Even if he's not living up to it, he's going to be speaking the truth in his heart, not lying to himself and saying, well, that's not, that's not wrong. It used to be, but it's not anymore. And, oh, it's just, you know, uh, because people that get in spiritual danger over here in um, the verse we're looking at in Thessalonians, they did not love the truth enough to continue distinguishing between right and wrong, good and evil. And it got to a point where the lines were so blurred that they're like, oh, it's all good, and yeah, we're fine, and, mm-hmm. and, then, and then they get totally, completely deceived, just like some of these chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
So speaking the truth in your heart, that's, that's, yeah. that's where it's at. Um, having one common truth. That's what it seems like these days. Like we can't, we can't, be, a, we can't be a society if everyone truth. has their own truth. Like, right. Because yep. Big it's problem. not online. It's, yeah. yeah. Problem. Big problem. Yeah. We were we originally had a really good structure for for diversity for yeah. change, for differences of opinions. Yes. And uh, seems to be on uh, attack. On every yeah. single facet. Yeah. <laughs> These days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. Um. Appreciate you guys bringing Perry over. Yeah. He, he volunteered. We didn't make him. He helped his sister have a better attitude. Oh. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for helping us with this. Thank you for helping us to see things and to grow spiritually and to become strong. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 But I think he left. Okay. He left. Oh, yeah. To go pick up Henry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the car.